This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Savaged Unfiltered. Guys, welcome to Savage Unfiltered uh, with Michael Gardner. I'm your host, Michael Gardner. Uh, today, guys, we are joined with Branch Isole. Um, he's a poet, a storyteller, and he's known for writing 22 books. And he's also known for his YouTube channel, uh, Branch Isole, on short stories. Um, guys, uh, let's welcome Branch in. How are you doing, Branch? Good morning, Michael. I'm great. Thank you for having me on. And uh, thank you for uh, for being part of the show today. Um, Branch, um, I had uh, looked at some of your work, and I, I must say, sir, it, it, it is very, very fascinating, um, you know, with some of your poetry that you had wrote, sir, and some of your, you know, your short stories that you have on YouTube. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your journey? What brought you to that place in life? And, um, and, uh, you know, maybe other experiences that you, you have experienced throughout your life. Sure, thanks. Um, she's in the 60s in a military family. So I turned you know, in my early years. Uh, after college, I entered the corporate world in sales and marketing. And after a couple of decades of that, I got out of the corporate world and became a small business entrepreneur. And in the last 25 years, I've been writing and publishing. So the writing is, you know, a collection collection of thoughts and ideas that I that I see around me. I use uh, the people that I observe and experience as the basis for the stories. All of the stories are written for readers. So they have opportunity to self-identify the character in the story and then pull something from that that hopefully applies to their life. Sure, sure. And uh, obviously some of these stories that you write, there, there is meaning behind the story. Um, these are, are these more of a, on a personal scale, sir? Or is it, is it just mainly, you know, just, just a story? Because each story does sometimes have meaning behind it. Some stories have, you know, um, you know, they can be fictional. They can be uh, uh, factual stories. So, you know, just let's dig into some of these stories that you had wrote. Um, what, what's the uh, what's the meaning behind them, sir? Basically, the same twelve lessons in life. I mean, that's the fundamentals experiences feedback to our growth as in and so the stories themselves that's the idea that the characters may be different they're not autobiographical a lot of times what i do is is i'll go into situations where i see or sort of eavesdrop on other people's conversations and from what i glean in their verbal behavior i to develop a story. So the theme or the underlying lesson that I'm trying may have come from observing, you know, someone else uh, in a situation, but they're basically fiction stories with real life implications for the reader. Um, they, you know, perspectives, some from females some are written from the point of view of a child or a teenager. So it's sort of all across the board in terms of the character and the plot. But it's it's basically so that the reader story and then glean from that, hopefully, 
you know, some theme or underlying lesson that they've, that they've read. Oh, sure. Sure. You know, and um, I've, you know, I, I've seen some of, you know, some of your poetry online, your website there. Um, and, you know, some of your, you know, your past um, appearances on other shows and podcasts and such like that. Um, you know, can you explain, you know, uh, you know, throughout this amazing journey that you had, um, which I've happened to, uh, you know, dig a little deep into uh, your past and present, sir. Um, it, it wasn't always, you know, that great, you know, with sunshines and rainbows, if I may add that. Um, can you dig into, you know, just a little bit of, you know, um, you know, what made you start this amazing journey? You know, if you want to add in any of, you know, uh, you know, past maybe turmoil, if you'd like to, you know, explain your, your testimony on the show, uh, I'd love to hear it. But, you know, I, I do know that, like I said, you know, it wasn't always that great. Right, sir? No, that's for sure. Uh, just like everyone else, you know, I've had my struggles and my ups and downs. Life does that to us. You know, it throws us into situations where we have choices. And out of those choices come certain consequences. And growth takes place when we've experienced some negative outcome for us. And in the future, we're confronted with a similar type of similar situation and we can choose to repeat that choice and the possible negative consequence that we've known from our past or we can choose to you know take a different path and different choice and i i've made some interesting and some costly choices in my life the first half of my life i spent you know embracing the things and the world and at the end of that journey, I discovered that everything I had accomplished and all of my success had been frittered away or given away or taken away. And so at that point, I decided to change my life's path. And that more spiritual journey that has allowed me to refocus my energies and my efforts to try and be a better person in my life, in my family, and in my community. Um, I, a lot of things in the past I'm not happy with, embarrassed or ashamed by the choices I made. He was. I learned how to quit making those kind of choices, believing that it would be different, um, and actually change my path and change so that it would be different. Right, right. And um, I, I, I see that you love using that phrase, you know, uh, thought for today, you know, um, which I find very fascinating because, you know, each poet, maybe storyteller, um, author, uh, you know, whether they're writing short stories or books, they always have that phrase that they love using. Uh, can you explain to us, you know, what's behind that phrase, you know, thought for today? Sure. Um, originally, when I started writing, I used to musicians use cover songs in order to learn their craft. As a writer, when I first writing, I would take quotes from other people that fascinated me, and you know, with a story. And I soon discovered that. Um, the story started giving me thoughts instead of the reverse. And so I would, I would sit down and try and find a thought to me that particular day so I could begin that day sort of fresh. And so that's where the thought for the day came from. Adding those to the writing prelude to a story. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it sounds amazing. You know, um, you know, um, you know, some of your journey, you know, you were digging, we were digging into your, you know, your past and everything. And I, I've noticed that, you know, like, um, you know, you have had a successful life, you know, through, um, uh, through co corporate marketing and stuff like that. 
And you also, uh, you also had a, um, you know, a downfall to that, you know, that, you know, you had hit rock bottom, you know, did you want to get into some of that? I mean, I've, I, I've seen some, some of it was, was, was very sad, sir. Uh, how did you overcome all that? If you don't mind me asking. Well, you know, I, I, as I said, I was embracing the world and I went shy of the law. I spent a number of years outside of the law and uh, dearly, I ended up in jail for a short time and facing a 99 year prison sentence. And oh my when, God, the door, wow. when the door on the jail slammed shut, the realization choices that have brought me to that point in my life, I realized that once that door no longer had control of any part of my life and mulling over that, you know, I, at that moment, I thought, well, if I ever get out of here, I'm going to, you know, begin afresh. I'm going to reinvent myself and become a different person with different goals and ambitions. And luckily for me, the case was, dismissed court and i you know once i had done my first stint in my arraignment phase in jail i never ended up going to prison but that that consequence uh my life and i knew i had to be a different person going forward so that was the the probably the downside i had lost my family and lost all of my material goods so I ended up starting again, but I was homeless. And so I, I was at rock bottom and, and thought the only way to go is up. And I will try, you know, to go up as high as I can. Yes. Different method and using a different path. Yes. I mean, you know, what, what we have today, sir, is, you know, our cornerstones are basically our truth, our love and our trust and belief. And um, I know that is a phrase that is basically uh, on your website as well, but it's a phrase that I use a lot myself. Uh, you know, we, we have to look at life as, um, as a prime example of, you know, uh, such as yours and others too. You know, uh, life is not easy. You know, life is, you know, what you make it. And sometimes, you know, our decisions that we make in life uh, are not always the best. I, I can say, you know, for myself, you know, it, it, um, life has been, you know, uh, very hard uh, with me sometimes. But, you know, sometimes you have to, you know, you have to put on that, uh, uh, that hard, so to speak, backpack and, and just continue with your life and try to make it the best that you could possibly make it, you know. Um, but, uh, but, you know, I, I, I want to get into, uh, you know, uh, a little bit more about, you know, behind branch, uh, um, the man, you know, the, the author and the, uh, the poet himself, you know, you're, you're known for, uh, your, your series here, you know, your, your spirituality ser series, you have, uh, poetic, uh, series, your, your, your intimacy, uh, uh, series, um, is what made you get into those type of series? Because those are very, very rather, rather, rather interesting, uh, series, sir. <laughs> If you don't mind me asking. Yeah. I, a number of times that they're certainly different, you know, and how, how can I write about spiritual growth and grounding on the one hand and write about um, sex on the, on the other hand. And yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> things are part of life, right? I mean, we all experience a variety of, situations with best or us in our growth periods and in our growth phase uh, you can't discount sex as part as part of your life um you know it's a it's part of our human nature it's also sure. part of of our reproduction and it's part of the nation of our intimacy and attraction to others so you know the people who have problems with some of the verbiage i may use or some of the situations that i present uh you know it's all part of life and and that's what i'm writing about is adult life experiences 
that everyone has either experienced firsthand or through somebody that they know, having having gone through trials and tribulations of life. The emotions that are psychological impact that's involved part of who we are and who we become as we grow through life. And and so sex is part of it, you know, conflict is part of it, stress, pressure, these are all part of and more balanced person, we have to look at those parts of our life and see how we respond, you know, to the events or the people that have us in those situations. And then was that response beneficial? Was it a growth response or was it a response that cost me more than I had thought it would? And so I write about life and I write for adults. I don't write for children. But for those people who, you know, if they have a problem with me writing about spiritual growth on the one hand and hot, raw sex on the other, then they can skip that story or they can uh, understand that I forgot to ask them going in what they wanted me to write about. Yeah, my, you know, my next question was, I was going to ask you, you know, uh, you know, due to our, you know, our society, you know, of what we are now in our nation and across, uh, of course, across the world, you know, do you find it a little difficult sometimes, um, you know, with some of your articles that you come out with, uh, with some of the people that may question this, you know, um, because obviously, like I said, our society is a lot different now, sir, than it was you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago. Um, it's more, I think, in my own personal opinion, you know, because I do a lot of um, uh, political viewpoints on my on my show as well sometimes uh, where I get into, you know, a lot of questions uh, with people that constantly question, you know, because the, 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 uh, the demeanor behind it, like I said, is a lot different now, you know, because we live in, uh, like I said, and this is my own personal opinion, folks, so uh, please don't, you know, like, um, you know, uh, apologize for that. I, my, my window is like right near a, uh, a main uh, uh, expressway here. So you might hear some sirens, but um, you know, uh, you know, like the, um, the society we live in, sir, it's just like, it's oversensitive. Do, do you find that uh, in, in your own personal uh, opinion as well? or? Um, for, first of all, I love the people who question, right? I mean, that's how you grow. I'm sorry. The guy, yeah. <laughs> you keep asking why and trying to get, you know, a truthful answer. That's what I find is difficult today. You know, with our technology, uh, we have immediate access really everything and every place in the world instantaneously. And so we have to and sometimes aware of what we're being told and what we're sold. Um, you know, I like that. Yeah. The having discernment is key because, you know, if you listen to any conversation, usually both sides have merit in the things that they are trying to promote or propose and you have to look beyond the conversation. You know, you have to look to the agenda. You have to look to what is it they are trying to believe. And do they have any truth in that agenda? So we, we live in times where we are bombarded daily or have the possibility of being bombarded with all kinds of topics opinions and all kinds of facts. Uh, I agree a hundred percent with your, you know, with what you've just said, it's very difficult. Life used to be literally about survival, you know, up until most people spent a good part of their food and shelter and sure revolution, everything changed our time management and our time exchange. We have machines that we're doing, you know, manual labor. So when life changed at that point, 
then life became more complex uh, as the and the political fabric and the the economic fabric all sort of came together and were woven into a new tapestry. It wasn't merely about finding food and protecting your family that day. All of a sudden, you had time to think about and engage in other kinds of activities. Grew from the Industrial Revolution, you know, into the information age and the technology that we now have allows us to be exposed to and learn from or believe a myriad of things every day. Um, some are in our best interest and some of them are not. Uh, that's where the oh, discernment sure. comes, comes into play. You know, what in this decision, is this really is to perform or respond this way? And who will it benefit or who will it harm? And and that's an interesting question as we go through our day, but so many people, you know, are bombarded from one to another, one minute to another, to make a new decision, you know, at, at play. All things, and so we're trying to juggle a lot of different, a lot of different choices with a lot of uh, interest and impact being placed upon our decision. And, I, you know, I think, uh, Branch, we, 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 we find that as, as, you know, as we live in a, a, a more digital age, right, everything is more digitalized, um, you know, obviously now, uh, you know, we, where we can uh, send uh, electronic mail through uh, platforms such as called uh, email and, you know, with our instant messaging, you know, through social media and other platforms. Um, I, I, I think today, uh, and the reason why I brought this up uh, with you is because, you know, you come from a generation where you had mentioned before where everything was a lot easier, you know, um, you know, uh, or at least society looked at it as that, right. It was a lot, it was a lot uh, of an easier pace of a society. Nothing was because today, I, I mean, I, you know, obviously I'm, I'm a lot younger than you. Uh, you know, I was born in the early 80s. But, you know, um, you know, today we look at society now where everything, in my honest opinion, sir, is it's, it's, more, it's more rushed. You know, nothing is really, you know, presented well. You know, so I, I wanted to ask that question to you, uh, you know, uh, pertaining to, you know, you're an author and you write a lot of short stories and, and you deal with a lot of poetry and, and, and other other avenues of work. So I wanted to see if that, if that has affected, you know, your work at all, you know, with the type of society we have become a uh, very loose society, sometimes yet very oversensitive society. Words, uh, words do, uh, you know, are looked at very serious now in the 2020s than they were 50, 60 years ago. Yeah, you're exactly right. It, it was, necessarily any easier but it was different uh you know when i grew up uh we we all have the capacity for love right everyone can give and receive sure. love uh grow up we all crave approval then from our peers and then finally from the world at large and we grow up and we find that everyone has an agenda right everyone is trying to engage us for their own purpose. And, and that's not necessarily a good or bad thing. It just is, you know, how we interact. And growing up in a non-digital age, you know, we didn't have access to as much information. You got the information from your school situation. You got the information from your family situation and you got the information from your neighborhood or your community situation, but it didn't go beyond that. You know, the, the other things that were happening outside of your might get through the news, but you have sort of an instantaneous firsthand observation of them unfolding where you could opinion or input onto take place. So in that, in that frame, Yes, it, but just as I was growing up, just as you were growing up and just as people are growing up today, 
you know, one of the things that motivates us is how we appear for people. You know, what is their perception of me? And that hasn't changed at, at all in this country as we've become, you know, the powerhouse economically and then militarily that we have in our past. Uh, this constant, how do I, what, what is my performance like? What will people think of me? You know, and I think in the digital age, that has exacerbated that. You know, when I grew up and in high school, you were worried or concerned about, you know, what your classmates thought of you, uh, who you were, what you were doing, what part of the group you were. Now, today, with the advent of digitized information. Hey, guys. If you're looking for a steak, I know it's hard to find steak, right? You know, a lot of restaurants that just overcooked, undercooked, just not to your taste buds, right? You want that juicy steak. Look no further than Omaha Steak. I love them, guys. Love them. If I didn't love them, why wouldn't I be promoting them on the podcast today? Go over to Omaha Steaks, okay? They are phenomenal, guys. The juiciest steak you'll ever taste in your life, okay? A lot of people are like, well, how does it get delivered to your house? You know, with gnats and bugs going to get into it. And it. No, no, no. It's not, you don't have to worry about all that. It is in a sealed perishable bag delivered to your house. So you don't have to worry about the gnats and the bugs get into it. It's fresh from the time they ship it from their distribution center to the time it arrives at your house. The juiciest steak you'll ever have in your life, guys. Check them out today. Omaha Steaks. Exacerbated that. You know, when I grew up and in high school, you were worried or concerned about, you know, what your classmates thought of you, uh, who you were, what you were doing, what part of the group you were. Now, today, with the advent of digitized information and marketing, you know, this push to be a celebrity in whatever your arena or endeavor of interest may be. Uh, motivation to be number one and to be on top in your industry um, is all and pushed by access to the digital world. So what we have is sure. a lot of digital world to present themselves to as someone that they are when in reality, they are not that person. So I think this is plays into, you know, this fast pace and what can I get out of this situation? It's me. Regardless of what harm it may do. It's it's a tough position to be in. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, it is, it is tough. Yeah, you, I'm sorry. You, you had mentioned uh, in a very interesting... Um, uh, topic, uh, you know, uh, uh, you, ha you didn't say the words, but I, you, you pretty much went there, you know, with, um, the original, uh, uh, peer pressure, you know, uh, back in the day. And I could, I could, I can relate to that. You know, I was, I was bullied in school and, you know, um, you know, made fun of, you know, through middle school and high school, but I think that's more of, you know, that's normal. You know, I mean, every, you know, I, I think everybody has been bullied, you know, through life, you know, once or maybe sometimes a couple, a few times, you know, in, in their, in their lifetime. But, you know, today uh, it's looked at on a very, very different level. You know, we have more, uh, more digitalized um, uh, devices that we use in our hands. Uh, we're constantly on social media, uh, interacting with friends, family, and uh, work colleagues. Uh, what do you see it differently now, uh, you know, than, you know, maybe in, you know, your generation? Well, we didn't have technology and, and the access and your life in the 50s and 60s revolved around your immediate environment and, you know, what you're active or inactive in, in that environment. 
today I can I can connect with anyone across the planet, talk about anything. Is uh, my opinions, whether they be you know truth or fabrication, and the person at the other end just has to believe me or not, and so that's the point I'm trying to make is we're trying to, you know, our ideas to others, but are my intentions for good and growth and advancement or are they nefarious? You know, am I to hack someone's uh, information by having contact with them. It's just, a, it's a whole different world and it's very difficult sometimes to keep up, especially with, you know, the pace and the opportunities that are out there. Um, right. And, but, and but like when I, when I see children, you know, who are growing up with a handheld device in their hand at all times, and yet that's their only communication growth, it's very sometimes to, you know, have a one-on-one -on -one conversation goes beyond 140 characters. Right, but like I was just about to say that you know, with with your um, with your rule of practice of what you specialize, you know, I know you specialize in the in the seven steps, you know, towards relationships and uh, you know, repairness uh, to that, you know, which I'd love to get into if if, if you don't mind, you know, um, those seven steps are. Uh, do you see, you know, what we're talking about now with, you know, uh, you know, cell phones and tablets and, you know, other modern technology, you know, do you think that with the modern technology that we have today, do you think that the, that, that it's, it's, it's literally, you know, destroying our way of life today? It, it's, it's, it's taking us more further away from one another at all. It's definitely having an impact um, who, you know, that's their whole life is connected to a device. Um, they're missing out on personal interactions. On the other hand, it's like anything else, television, uh, any technology has its benefits and its detractions. And so it's, it's a choice of whether or not I'm going to use my devices to benefit my growth, you know, my livelihood, or am I going to use the negative or the nefarious things, the dark web, you know, to what I think is important to me, regardless of the harm that it does. It's a choice and it's like anything else. There's a good side and a, and a not so good side to it. The choice is going to be mine as to how much technology I'm going to use and for what purposes. Yeah. I mean, you know, this, this, this links into, you know, very interesting, uh, you know, uh, uh, conversation viewpoints here on the show. I mean, we're, t you know, we're talking about technology. We're talking about, you know, we're talking about relationships, you know, how it can uh, play a big role and affect, you know, each and every one of us, you know, um, you know, the, technology that we have today can be looked at as a as a good thing and and simply sometimes as a bad thing you know i was mentioning this uh just just yesterday on my show uh with uh with my co-host oslin and we got into it uh in great detail with um uh just you know sometimes how technology uh has to be used on a responsible level you know, we, we can't really uh, we can't really let it overtake in our our livelihood and our and our society, uh, because that's that's the next thing I wanted to say. You know, with this with this new form of uh, AI, you know, uh, do you see AI, you know, uh, playing a big role in, in in relationships, you know, modern relationships, uh, you know, people that are whether they're married or, you know, have, you know, just a common partner in life. I mean, where do you see that going in the near future? If you, if you can comment on that. Well, I heard that episode. Uh, so I'm in tune with you on this. Yeah. Again, you know, what, what is the intent and then how it's going to be used as the end user or the recipient 
big and how much am I going to buy into it? You know, one of the issues right now with, with our, and particularly in the future with AI and the, the um, expansive integration that it's going to take place within the device, you know, mechanism world is how much information am I going to make available about myself that can then be turned against me? And yeah, that's, you know, that's, we all are interested and declare that we want civil freedoms, but the more information that governments have, corporations have, you know, the, the powers of wealth have, that they've got on us, the more information they can use against us for whatever their intents are. And so we're in a precarious position, I think, going forward. You know, the benefits of AI are there in order to help us uh, in productivity in areas and quality of life. And at the same time, you know, 1984 came and went, but that possibility troll and we see it already in some other countries and here in this country if we have paid attention you know nsa has not always data they've collected what they've told us they had so the ai you know advancing to could go turns against us or those who have control of it use it against us and so you know there's uh on the future and there's trouble ahead yeah you know and uh you know don't get me wrong i mean you know uh i'm a big i'm a big tech guy i I love tech i mean uh but i i see it as a um um as a destruction course uh, for us in the next 50, possibly hundred years or so uh, where, you know, our technology from, you know, where we have gone from, I mean, I'm in the middle of this, of this, of this, of this brink, so to speak of technology. You know, I, like I said, I, I, I grew up in the eighties. I seen the technology uh, from the eighties through the early nineties into, you know, right around 98, 99, where, you know, dial up internet, uh, was basically a thing, you know, and then when, you know, Wi-Fi and wireless internet came out, that was a big shock for all of us, you know, especially the nation and, and, and the world, you know, where that's where, you know, the, the technology literally, uh, took its boom from and where I seen it then to where I see it now, um, uh, I think, and this is my own opinion, folks. You know, uh, I think it's 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 um, uh, it's literally driving us off course with you know with relationships, friendships, uh, marriages. Um, I'm seeing more more divorces and separations, and uh, you know, anxiety and families and stuff like that more than ever. You know, even in the workplace, I mean, you see it more than ever now uh, than it was you know, 20 years ago. And, and this is only 20 years ago, uh, uh, branch, you know, like this, this is not very long ago. I mean, we're talking a 20 year span. Can you imagine what's going to happen in the next 20 years? If this is, if, if, if this span is only reaching 20 years and, and look where we went from, you know, 2000, you know, from the technology from 2000 to 2022, and look what it's doing to our society with relationships and everything else. High anxiety levels. Our mental illness is, is at historic highs. Can you imagine in the next 20, 30 years where it's going to bring us at? I, 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 it's, it's very scary. It is scary. And, and again, you know, if you invest yourself in the technology, cognizant and question the thing from the technology, are they in your bed? Uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see when it goes down and no one has access to their iPhones and iPad. 
how their behavior, you know, and their response to that will be. Uh, it, you, you see all of end of the world areas in movies and television shows, and people turn on others pretty quickly when what they're comfortable and what they're familiar with has been taken away. So oh, if sure. you ever suffer, ever suffer an EMP attack or goes down for extensive periods of time and people can't use their devices to communicate and get their information, you know, say hello to all their friends. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they respond in that situation. Well, you know, interested some danger at, at that point. Yeah, well, you know, uh, you know, Branch, I, I think we're, we're we're in the beginning stages of that. You know, like uh, I I reside in, in Florida here, uh, only about uh, forty five minutes uh, west of uh, Cape Canaveral, and you know, I've seen a transition phase from the original formula of NASA now going into uh, you know uh, whether you know they, it's SpaceX or Space Force there, uh, which has a high influence over there in Cape Canaveral. And, you know, they're sending rocket after rocket up in space. And I think they're preparing for that, you know, like you said, that grid, you know, to uh, eventually collapse uh, where it's going to affect our entire entire uh, country. And, you know, when that happens, uh, you know, it's going to it's going to put the world in shock uh, because, like I've, I've mentioned, for the last 20 years or so, we've become so glued uh, with dig digitalized modern technology that we're in a society and we're in a um and a standpoint if i can use those words accurately where if it were to shut down we wouldn't be able to handle it you know like look at the people today you know there are more people ordering online and through apps than you know going to a store i mean there's you know apps for 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 people to order their groceries on and, and and this and that which i think is great you know for elderly people that can't get out i mean that's that's wonderful that's 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 a that's a great um uh idea but i mean what i'm talking about now with the grid i mean we're we're, we're right at that point uh branch where i mean it could happen with a snap of a finger and i don't think anybody would be ready for it no no one is ready for it because they're not preparing for that to happen. They, they don't believe it can happen. They're unaware that it could happen, or they simply trust that it won't happen. And yet it, everything that is taking place today, if you look at it, it's incremental steps. And I'll give you an example. You know, three years ago now, I guess, right, or two years ago plus, when COVID, uh, we went through a series of responses to that situation, that affected virtual. Now, sure. you know, with, with now very few people still wear masks. Uh, COVID viruses are still out there. They're now part of our community. You know, it, it used to be like uh, when you got the flu, that was something you only got it once in a while. And then every year, you know, it kept coming and back and coming back. Well, the same thing with all of these new viruses, is here to stay in various iterations. You know, some people will continue to wear masks and get shots. Other people will not for their own reasons. But it's here, and it's going to continue to take lives year after year after year. Now we have monkeypox, right? And, and it's sort of getting out of hand. They're behind the curve in trying to get a handle on it. And I just read yesterday that polio has made a resurgence again. And so you've got all of these incremental steps that are taking place that when they first happen, you know, it's hair on fire. What are we going to do? Get used to it being part of our lives. It's not so bad. We shot and not get the flu. That's great. If I could get the shot and not get COVID, that's great. If I could get the shot and not get monkeypox, that's great. But in every area of our life, you see it in our economics, you see it in our climate, you see it in our social structure. When these yeah. new events take place and throw everyone into a panic, it, we get used to it, and then the panic is gone. 
But what's happening as by incremental steps, inch by we are losing, I don't want to say control, but we're losing our sense of how to respond. And you said it a few minutes ago, you know, we have to depend now depend heavily on the digital information world. And I'll say again, you know, information you're getting truthful, or is it being fabricated for something for a whole nother purpose? And and that's you know, things yeah. I sent with you on the decline. Uh, a variety of tomorrow would throw our world into turmoil. Yes. You know, I think, uh, you know, you mentioned COVID, you know, with, uh, you know, new viruses and this and that, you know, I, I can comment on that just br briefly. You know, I think it's the, um, you know, the science behind COVID hasn't changed, but the political agenda uh, to it all um, has, um, you know, you mentioned people not wearing masks, um, not social distancing, that's the uh, that's the political uh, agenda to it. That has changed, but the science behind it hasn't. The science has always been the same. Um, you know, of of course, we're going to have new viruses and bacteria that's going to be introduced to this world um, as time goes by. It's it's uh, it's inedible. You know, it uh, you know it's it's going to happen. But the as as more as we become a uh, a digital society which we are we're going into that route uh the more we become reliable on ai and other um uh modern technology of 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 different you know machines and such and such you know the more we 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 become imbalanced uh of our true definition of what we are you know as human beings and i think that's what's driving us um you know, behind of our, of our true purpose in this world. You know, like I mentioned before, you know, with relationships and stuff like that, you know, it's, it's the, the, the relationships today are a lot, a lot different than they were, you know, when I was a little boy, you know, like marriages, people were, you know, they, the, the marriages stayed, uh, you know, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting off my point here, but yeah, uh, you know, that the people were, you know, were, were more in, into, into glued together. You know, they, they were more involved with one another. You know, there was nobody really sitting at the dinner table with a, a cell phone in their hands. You know, they, they, they loved one another, you know, they gathered more, you know, and this and that, you don't see that today. And I, I think it's sad that we've become a society like that where it's affecting everything. Well, you know, people sat around the dinner table in the 50s and 60s, sometimes before TV dinners came out. And yeah. not all of them were having um, quaint or quiet conversations. Our, our inherent human nature hasn't changed, you know, in the last 5,000 years. We are still uh, self-focused and self-energized, and we still you know, are in it for ourselves, uh, that hasn't changed. You can see it in man's inhumanity to his fellow man. Every aspect of life. You know, you said something about relationships and life is about relationships and the foundation of relationships, whether they be at home or at work or in families, extended families, is about trust. And I think you hit on something a moment ago. You know, we live in a world now, again, our digital access that we aren't sure who to trust. So we're trusting yeah. those with whom we identify and we agree with their point of And that, because of digital world's ways to manipulate you know, you can be told complete fabrication and it looks like it's, you know, trustworthy truth. And, and that's, sure. uh, that's it, that we foundation ourselves in trust and truth. And, and that's where that AI component, you know, comes into 
making us believe things that, you know, we ordinarily or in our base existence wouldn't believe. And, and that, and that ties into the, you know, the spirituality world. I mean, which, I mean, that could be on another episode, but I mean, that's completely affecting, you know, the church today, you know, where AI has literally, in my personal opinion, has invaded the church. Uh, you know, you see all these things today, you know, with, uh, uh, you know, modern technology more in- influenced uh, on the church itself. And uh, like I said, that could be on another episode. But, um, you know, uh, Branch, uh, we're going to be closing it out here soon uh, in the next uh, few minutes here. But, uh, you know, I like to say here in closing, you know, uh, you know, I think I think as time goes by, you know, I, I, I think – and as you know, as as technology becomes more evolved and this and that, I think we have to look at society as a precious gift because it can be taken away with a snap of a finger. You know, I couldn't agree more. It's at best, and that's why you know that strength of family is important. That strength of self identity is important. Um, strength of spiritual grounding is important because when we're spiritually grounded, we automatically have an access for the truth. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you nailed it right on the spot. Uh, Branch here, we're going to close it out here, sir. Um, did you want to uh, you know, leave any type of show notes here where uh, people can follow you and uh, possibly find some of your work, sir? Sure, Michael. Thanks for asking uh, if they go to my website, Brandisolay, uh, first of all, there's a link there titled Podcast. Um, if they go to that link, it will give them some additional information, a free PDF download they can read about some of the things we uh, Also, as you mentioned, my YouTube channel where I have uh, stories and articles and thoughts posted. So I invite anybody to check it out. Great, great. Thank you, Branch, for joining us today. And um, yes, everything you had said was uh, was very interesting. And uh, uh, I myself will continue to follow your work because some of it is very fascinating. And I love to read some of more of your journey, uh, personal journey and some of your uh, poetry, as well as your articles that are posted on your website. Guys, today you were joined today by Branch Isolay, uh, an author, a poet, and a uh, content creator through uh, YouTube. Uh, Some of his work is amazing. I highly suggest it. Uh, Thank you very much, uh, Branch, for joining us today. And um, we'll uh, we'll catch you on the next time. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate it. Okay, sir.